Hello and welcome to the Play Piano by Ear podcast. Today's episode is going to be along the lines of playing piano by ear, but it's going to give you the four practice strategies to play the song that you just heard me play in this intro. So this song is going to be our structure for today's lesson. And by the end of this podcast episode, you will have four specific ways that you can practice to begin playing that song that you just heard. So the song that I just played follows the 4-4 meter, I believe. Bum, 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 two, three, four. Yes, one, two, three, four. Ah, oh, sometimes I have to count the song in my head to know if it's in 4-4 timing or 3-4 timing. So this song is in the key of C. It follows a very easy chord progression and it follows a melody that is somewhat catchy. Now I'm going to play it for you again just so you can listen and be like, hmm, okay, what are things that I'm noticing about this song before we go ahead and get started? thing that we're going to do is figure out the rhythm of our song and we're going to work completely backwards so sometimes when you think of playing by ear you may think oh the first thing I should do is figure out the melody of that piece or oh the first thing I should do is try to sound it out note per note actually we're not going to do any of that until the very end when we bring it all together so this approach is more of a holistic approach where we're taking the frame of the song, we're going to set up the frame, and once the frame is set up, we're going to fill in all the pieces. It's kind of like figuring out the skeleton of the song, and then we're going to put the flesh on it. So the skeleton of our song, first we have to find what the beat is, and or if the chords that we are playing fall on beat one, or the beginning beat of every measure. So best way to do this is to either clap as you hear the song, and if you can keep that steady tempo, one, two, three, four, or sometimes when I'm teaching my students and they're having a hard time counting or following the beat. I had one student this past week, he was so cute. I think he's like 10 years old. Anyway, he was playing his his sheet music and he was playing his song and I asked him to count and he was like, oh, it's really hard. And then he goes, can I, wobble my head back and forth <laughs> and I was like yeah go for it and literally like his whole body was just like one two three four he was nodding his head and I mean he was feeling the beat with his whole body and I love when students do that because then they really understand okay keeping the beat is not just saying the numbers one two three four it's literally keeping this steady tempo really with your whole body one two three you should be able to feel the beat. If you can't feel the beat, then you need to... Hang on, I'm going to shut this window here. It's a beautiful day, but people are out mowing. So if you can't feel the beat with your body as you're playing your music, then um, it's going to be very hard to play by ear. So here we go again. I'm going to play the song. got interrupted there but um, I'm gonna go back to the song and as I'm playing this you're gonna figure out the beat so 
Uh, here we go again. So the beat right here, if you count it, it's one, two, three, four. Bum, 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 bum. Steady. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. So now, instead of playing both hands together, I'm going to play just the left hand, but you can still keep track of that beat. Here we go, just low hand. Instead of playing all of the notes for left hand, I'm going to play only the chord when it changes. So if it's a C chord, all of those notes are in the C chord. So instead of doing that, I'm just going to do the regular C chord. And then instead of all those are in the F chord, I'm just going to play the F chord. All right, so here we go. Just the chords, only when they change. Let's see if they fall on beat one. So we see in this song that every chord changes and it holds for four beats. So practice strategy number one. If you're at your piano and you want to learn how to play this song, take a sheet of paper or if you can memorize this chord progression, it's awesome. It's not too hard. First, it's the C chord and then we go to the F chord and then the G chord and then the C chord. So it's C, F, G, C. And then we repeat that two times. So your left hand can practice this by playing the chord on beat one. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And then again. If you're wondering what octave to play it on, it generally doesn't matter uh, what octave as long as you're low enough your low hand left hand is low enough that it's not going to get in the way of right hand also this is where playing by ear comes in because you're gonna hear if you play it way too low like c down here and then f down here and then g down here and then c down here it's just so low you can't even tell what note you're playing so i would say low but kind of in the middle i'm playing these at bass c and then uh, i go down for the f and then bass g and then i go down to C the first time. The second time, C, bass C, down to F, and then to bass G, and then back up to bass C. So that's the octave that I'm playing it at. Also, as you're practicing these chords, instead of practicing the C, E, G, and playing those notes in that order, I would suggest stretching out your hand to play the octave. So with your pinky and thumb, play two different Cs. Here's bass C with my pinky, here's middle C with my thumb. I'm gonna press that octave instead of my chord, and then with finger two, your pointer finger, play the G. So you're not even gonna play the third of your chord, root, third, fifth. You're gonna drop the third, so don't play the E, and you're just gonna play the fifth with the octave, and that's gonna be your full chord. I love playing left hand like this so that it's the octave with the fifth in the middle. So that's your C chord. 
Again, the notes for that would be C on the bottom, G in the middle, C on the top. Now we're going to play the F chord just like that. So instead of playing F, A, C, we're going to drop A, and we're going to play another F on the top. So now it's F, C, and F all together with fingers 5, 2, and 1 with our left hand. There's our F chord. G is going to be the same way. Easiest way to find these is just find the octave first. So here's your G octave. And then play the fifth in the middle. So count five up from the low G. One, two, three, four, five. Now play D with finger two. In your head also, I like to think of things as I'm seeing the pattern on the piano. So in my head, I'm literally seeing the full chord played, like the G, B, D. And then I'm dropping the third and then playing the octave. But in my head, I still see that full chord down low, even though I'm playing the octave. All right, and then after that one, for the low C, I'm just playing the low C, bass G, and bass C. So for our first practice, practicing the structure of this song, we're counting to four per chord. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Awesome! And then you go through that twice, that chord progression twice. So now I'm going to play the song again, and I'm going to play the right hand with it, but I'm just going to play the left hand instead of doing all the individual notes. I'm going to play only the chord in left hand so you can hear where that chord falls on beat one of the song. So here we go. now it's even more simplified it's sounding more like a skeleton <laughs> more just like the frame of the song kind of like when you're framing a house it's just whoa it looks really empty so the song sounds really empty too so that's our low hand our next step is to oh let's see so we have the chords you're practicing the chords with your low hand uh practice practice number two is to Ah, I was going to say not add the melody till the very end, but I think we need to add the melody for the second thing. Okay, so the melody, I'm going to give you the specific notes. It's going to be up in treble C, so here's middle C. We're going to go up an octave, up here to treble C. I'm playing notes that are pretty close to each other, and this is one way that you can compose a melody that sounds good. A lot of times, if a melody is catchy or if a tune sounds great, there's not going to be a lot of big jumps in the music. Now, what I've noticed, actually, in a lot of contemporary music, a lot of popular contemporary music, they make these awkward big jumps. And, and it works because it goes with the chord, but music these days is just sounding less musical. <laughs> and, and sometimes I'm like, wow, that was a weird jump. So not all music sounds great. Sometimes there are some really odd jumps in music. And if you're going to make a song that is that flows nicely, especially when you're just improvising, making music up on the spot, it's great to make a song that has the melody notes closer together. So these melody notes are pretty close. We're going to start with E, D, C, A, C, B, C, D, E, G, and then that was our first time through. Second time through, 
E D C A C B C D and then down here to the middle E and then it ends right there. All right. Now you can write those out or you can memorize the pattern. So that's just the first three notes E D C that goes with the first chord and then A goes with the F chord and then C B C D E so the B C D goes with the G chord and then E goes with the C chord ah that was a lot so let me play that on the piano so it makes more sense so we have um, E D C and then A this next C is a passing note and then we have B C D and then so you could hear as I was playing the chords down low, which one they matched with, with the right hand. You could write out the melody as well. If you have great ear training, then you could just remember the notes on the scale, like scale degree number three, two, one, six, one, seven, one, two, three. Or in solfege, it would be um, mi, re, do, la, do, ti, do, re, mi. Okay, now, once we have the melody, we're going to fill in the right hand with chord inversions. So our melody sounds empty by itself. But if we play it something like this, Okay, there was two things that I did there. One is that I filled in the whole chord inversion on beat one of the melody notes, and I made sure that the inversion allowed for the top note of the inversion to be the melody note. And then I added in some, some trills or some passing notes. So right here, Our melody was E, D, C, A, but on this first one, E, that's beat one, I'm gonna put the full C chord underneath. So our C chord originally is C, E, G. To make it an inversion, we can take this G and pop it down an octave. So now we have G, C, E. So it's the C chord in a different order. The notes are just inverted. And E is our melody note and E is on the top of this inversion. So we play that inversion, G, C, and E all together. And then from there, we just play the melody notes. Now F is our next chord. A is our next note. So instead of playing F, A, C, we want A to be on the top. We're gonna take C and put it down here. So now we have C, F, A. Uh, let's see, I didn't do that melody right. All right, so F just holds, and then we have this C note by itself. Now our next note is B with G underneath. So the B note, but the G chord. So again, instead of playing G, B, D, we're gonna put D on the bottom. Now we have D, G, B. And there's our notes from our melody. Now we're back to the E note with the C chord. And that was our inversion of G, C, E. I'm just assuming that you know inversions in this episode. Uh, if not, I think I've talked about it in another episode, but uh, from here, altogether, it sounds like this.
Also, the notes that go... That was a really quick passing note or a trill, and I ended with the E. And then I just did E, F, E, C, and then that turned it around to play the melody again. Also, if you play that with fingers three, four, three, and then end with your thumb or finger two, so three, four, three, one, or three, four, three, two, then that tends to be some great fingering. You can play it very quickly. It's best to play trills or quick notes with finger three because you can easily switch to finger three or four or three to two. And that finger is the strongest just in your hand structure. So we have our melody, we have our chords. So first we found our chords, then we found our melody, and then we found the inversions that go with the melody. So practice step number one is to just play the chord with your low hand. Practice step number two is to play just the melody notes. Practice step number three is to play the melody notes, but on beat one, add the chord inversion. Practice step number four. This is where we're gonna put it all together and we're gonna play the right hand and the left hand at the same time. We're gonna just play the full chord of left hand. You can play a, a um, broken chord or, ah, the name just left me. What's the, what's the opposite of a broken chord? Oh, I want to say a stacked chord, but that's not the right term. <laughs> wow, I've never forgotten this definition before. Uh, a broken chord versus a chord with all the notes at once. I'll just say it like that. It'll come to me probably later today. I'll be like, oh, I know what that chord is. So we have, it might be a stacked chord. I can't remember. Broken chord versus stacked chord. Here's a broken chord. Here's a stacked chord. So... I'm going to play it broken first and then stacked. You can hear what it's all going to sound like together. And that sounds really full. The sound just sounds like if you could eat the sound, it sounds like you're eating a mouthful. <laughs> so I'm going to break the chords now because that's going to disperse the notes and sound a little bit better. And also when you break the left hand notes, you want to make sure I like to break it so that you're playing eighth notes. So one and two and three and four. And I just play usually four, one and two and four eighth notes. And then I just let it hold for the rest of that measure. So it's like one and two and And the notes I'm playing is the root, fifth, and then the octave up high, and then the fifth again. So C, G, C, G. I'm rocking back and forth with fingers five, two, one, two. So here we go with the broken chords and the melody.
up like that, I discovered that my left hand doesn't exactly have time to play the one and two and. It only had time to play the one and two. And then later on in the measure, sometimes I added the fifth back in there. So this time I'm just going to play one and two and three and four and. I'm just going to play the C, G, C, the three notes of the chord, and let that ring out for the full measure. that fits well with the song. That's because our first note of right hand is a dotted quarter note. So our first note of right hand is one and a half beats. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four. And so we have one and two, which is a beat and a half. And then left hand can go one and two. And then right hand moves along and plays other melody notes. So altogether, when you're practicing this, you can play the right hand. Let's say you practice step one, step two, step three. Now step four is to play the right hand with the chord inversions. And with left hand, play the root, fifth, and then the root again an octave higher. And then add that together. touch to all of this. You might say, okay, that sounds good, but it doesn't quite sound like the one that you played at the beginning. The one that I played at the beginning, I took this whole structure. So this is as clear cut as you can break this song down. Then you can get, you can get creative and mix up the beat, mix up the left hand a little bit, mix up the right hand notes. This is once you're super comfortable playing the song, you can start to hear what note you want and when you want it in the song. So I could play it just like how I just played it, but if I wanted to go a step further and mix up some of the notes, it might sound something like this. I was filling in a lot more left hand notes. Left hand was more like. Once you get really comfortable with the chords, you can cruise all over the arpeggios, which would be like, here's your chord. But then if you keep going further with that chord, you can just go up the piano, C, E, G, C, E, G. Um, Sometimes you can add in the two of the chord. So in the C chord, note number two, C is number one, so D is number two. So up here, you could play C, G, C, G, D, G, E. That's a great left-hand pattern. And this is, this is taking everything a step further, so you can hear what it sounds like once you have played, played with it, and then you get comfortable. And you might even come up with some of your own notes. I love teaching students how to play by ear because I'm, I've noticed that everyone has their own unique taste. So you can give someone a structure to follow, but each student is gonna come up with their own variation of that structure. And it sounds so interesting. And usually it's a structure I wouldn't have thought of. I'm like, huh, 
okay, well, that's kind of cool. And just like everyone has their own unique voice in writing, everyone has a unique writing voice. Everyone has a unique way of speaking, unique set of words they tend to use. And so everyone's unique in the way that they improvise piano as well. So you can take all those steps from today's podcast episode, more like a piano lesson, and go apply at the piano. I recommend sitting down at the piano with a sheet of paper, writing down everything. A lot of times it's great to see this visually. So it's great to hear it on the podcast. And if you're an auditory learner, you can apply this hopefully pretty, pretty easily. But sometimes it's just hard to see it. Um, If you hear it, but then to go play it on the piano, it can be helpful to have the whole song written down on a sheet of paper. It doesn't have to be anything complicated. You can just write the chords. You can just write the notes. Just E, D, C, A. You don't even have to write it on sheet music. And that's one thing that I've tried to do on this podcast is make the music that I talk about accessible for people who play sheet music as well as people who do not play sheet music. So if you do play sheet music, you could write the melody on the right-hand staff, and then you could write the chords on the left-hand staff. You could totally do it that way. Or you can just write the the letters and do it on a plain sheet of paper. All right, that's all for today's episode. Have fun practicing!